You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. We bring in Kevin Woodley of NHL.com and In Goal Magazine. Kevin, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to join you on a Friday. Sort of, you know, normally we're just starting the week, the grind, when, I, when I'm with you guys on Monday. So Friday, you know, it's relaxed. I'm a little more chilled today. <laughs> Absolutely. We're wrapping it all up. And we do appreciate you coming on, of course. Uh, no show on Monday, and then we don't have a show next Monday as well. So we'll have to accommodate and try to get you on again. But, Kevin, I want to start off with the Oilers' AHL options. And, uh, you know, when you look at this organization as a whole and the goaltending, you know, Stuart Skinner has shown you know, maybe in glimpses, not as inconsistent as we would have liked, that he can be the guy. Uh, we've started to see Cal Pickard get some chances and look good when he's been called upon. But down in the AHL, there is kind of an intriguing debate going on with how do you handle Jack Campbell and that contract, as well as the youngster in Olivier Rodriga. What can you tell us about the battle going on down with the Condors? Well, you know, first off, um, full disclosure, nothing on personal observations, right? Just having... You get busy. Um, there's so so much time focused on the NHL for me that it's really hard to sort of find the time to dig into the video, and I don't have it as readily available, um, you know, or the advanced stats because ClearSight Analytics works exclusively in the National Hockey League. So I haven't been able to sort of do any. This isn't personal research, but I, I was able to reach out because we've had this question for the past couple of weeks, uh, you know, from listeners. I was able to reach out to some other American Hockey League goalie coaches that have been through Bakersfield or had Bakersfield in town over the past month or so and just asked them, hey, like, what have you seen from both guys? And, you know, it's interesting. Um, there is a sentiment from those that have watched Campbell, including some that have watched him in practice, that, like, it's just not necessarily getting better down there. And so the assumption that he'd be an option back up in the NHL at this point, you know, again, according to some of the other, other goalie coaches and, you know, the top of my head, the guys that I talked to, like you know, at least a couple of them played in the league. Like they, they know what it looks like. They know what NHL goaltending looks like, and he's not giving it to them right now. There's a real, you know, in 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 the words of one, it, it looks like he's just struggling to find his foundation and the inconsistency, um, getting beat on clean shots, clean looks, uh, just the kind of thing you can't have at the National Hockey League level. Now I've said, you know that. He's a goalie that has, you know, a strong read element to his game, and that's part of the challenge of being in the American Hockey League when, when you're a guy that sort of relies on that. Uh, it is a bit more of a, a scrambly league. It's a league of mistakes. Young players make more mistakes, and so it's a little tougher to read off that behind it as a goaltender. But when you're getting beat off straight releases in straight lines and beat clean, that's not a good sign. And so, you know, pretty much every guy I talk to down there – that had watched him didn't think he's going to, you know, don't think that at least right now he's an option to come back up to the National Hockey League. And, of course, that leads to questions about Olivier Rodrigue, who has outplayed Jack Campbell down there, and could he be an option? And the consensus I've got from a couple of guys is he's the option they would choose first, not necessarily ahead of Calvin Picard, but if you needed one of the two, they'd give him a look ahead of Campbell with a couple of caveats. One Really good in straight lines, less so once you go east-west. Now, the Oilers have done such a better job since the coaching change of eliminating the east-west plays, especially off the rush, that, off the rush story that plagued them early in the season. Um, but once you get into those, there's a tendency for him to be behind 
laterally or get spread out, opened up, and, and end up on his stomach on those lateral plays. And that's something that, if, you're, if that's happening to you, the, the American League level, maybe reads will allow you to beat those plays better at the NHL if it's, if it's cleaner and easier to make those reads. But it's a tendency that will probably get exploited even more up here. So that's sort of the caveat I got from the guys that have watched him a lot closer than me. And, you know, I think the one that, you know, has to be a little, I don't know, frustrating or um, what word you'd use to describe it. But the fact that none of them really saw Jack as an option to come up uh, is, is probably a little disheartening. I, I think it's disheartening if, if you're a fan of good people like Jack Campbell is. Uh, you hope he'd get things together to the point where he became an option for them, and it, it certainly doesn't sound like that's happening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, disappointing. I, I know the fan base here, for the most part, rooting for him. When he had the shutout down there, people were very thrilled about that, and then just to see how it's kind of gone since then, not necessarily ideal. Now, uh, Kevin Stewart Skinner last night shut out against the San Jose Sharks, so I think people might hold that against him. I, I, I'm okay with it. You get a shutout in the NHL, he had a pretty good game. Uh, he also had the victory against the New York Rangers, uh, a couple late goals, but uh, didn't hurt them in the end. Uh, when you look at Stuart Skinner and what he's been able to do, uh, I guess relative to the environment, uh, what have your thoughts been about his play? Well, you know, it's interesting because if you go back to the start of the coaching change, and I remember being on a couple of weeks ago and running the numbers, and he was still underwater. Like, he was still below expected. But uh, this last little while, statistically, he's starting to profile more like the guy we saw down the stretch last year. I don't care if it's the Sharks. It's, they still generated six high-danger chances and you know, close to two-and-a-half expected goals, and he didn't give up any, right? So um, his numbers over the past month, I, I think after the coaching change, there was that East Coast trip uh, where some of the habits were still there, right? Still the bad turnovers in the offensive zone, leading to the odd man rushes the other way, uh, a lot of open looks in East-West plays. And, hey, listen, if you're going to give that up in today's NHL, most goalies are going to give up goals. But I think in Skinner's case, like you're, you're even more so playing away from his strengths if you're going to get into rush games, right? Like he is, He's an in-zone goaltender. That's where he's at his best. And that's not a criticism. Like Everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Those are his strengths. Since they started playing more to his strengths in this past month, um, you know, the numbers are really good. He, he's almost a full, uh, more than 2, 2.1% above expected. Like that puts you... You know, in the territory of a Jacob Markstrom, of an Andre Vasilevsky, of a Connor Hellebuck over the past month of the season, Linus Allmark. Like, that's, that's up there with the best. And that's kind of, you know, in the territory that we saw down the stretch last season. Because, you know, remember, I was kind of sort of giving these caveats last year, too. The Oilers were so good defensively that some of his raw numbers, you know, all-star game and things like that, like, they weren't purely a product of the team system because as a rookie to do what he was doing is impressive, even just to hold water, but he wasn't outplaying the environment for most of the year. And then sort of after the, the trade deadline, he really did start outplaying the environment and he's kind of back to that guy. So that's a positive. If you're the Oilers, like he looks more like a guy you could ride into the playoffs. Still think you need a better second option, frankly. Um, you know, the underlying profile on, on, on Calvin Pickard isn't, you know, it's kind of trended the other way. And he's been asked to do, you know, tough job to, to start every once in a while. Still think you need to find a way to get a guy that's going to allow you to rest Skinner and give you a plan B come the playoffs. But Skinner looks again like a guy who could be a really good option as a plan A. We're joined by Kevin Woodley here on the Jason Greger Show. Connor Halley sitting in with Brandon Douglas. You can get Kevin's work at Ingle Magazine and NHL.com. Now, the Oilers' opponent this weekend, or one of the opponents, Kevin, would be the Los Angeles Kings, Cam Talbot, Phoenix Copley, handling the majority of the starts there for the Kings. What are your thoughts on their play so far this season? 
Well, Copley's up for the season, so they're going to be <laughs> looking for some options here. So um, I'd be curious to see. I, I want to see more of David Riddich, and I think you know Riddich is a guy who has high upside. Um, but in key moments over his career, his not, you know when games are close, on the line, up by a goal, uh, or tied late in periods, things like that. Like you can actually look at his performance in those moments, and the numbers crater. So that's I think if you're the Kings, I'm not sure how you feel about him as a Plan B. I think the question mark for them is. If they are going to add a goaltender, and I think they have to because they've got cup aspirations and you need more depth. And you know, we talk about the Oilers really maybe only having one guaranteed guy. I think you need more than two. Um, the question for me in L.A. is do they look to upgrade on the number one? And I say that I think last I checked, you know, pre-Christmas vacation, wasn't Cam, Cam Talbot was running at 930. Um, you know, the fact they're even asking that question tells you how much of that is environment. Or do they just settle with a with you know find a, a more secure or more stable or just another option in the one B? So I can't answer which way they'll go, but they're definitely looking. Um, in the meantime, Talbot, you know whatever the raw numbers are. Like I said last I checked, it was a nine thirty. It's probably come down with the last couple of games. Yeah, nine two four right now. Yeah, but so much of that like that's good, right? Like, yeah, probably top ten in the league. This is the. This is this is this is the warning I gave on Jack Campbell before the Oilers signed him. His numbers grayed out in the 30s. Like he hasn't been bad. He's been better than expected, but at about little less than one percent. Like so, you know, in that sort of 30 range in the league, it, it reminds me a lot of Jack. Like totally different goaltender, um, a lot more technique and structure, and a really good fit behind LA. We're just getting to your spots on a lot of nights is all you need to do behind such a great defense. Um, but the numbers that you see, you know, top 10 in the league and in, in the raw numbers are more reflective of the team system. And, and, you know, you can, you can fool yourself into thinking it's all goaltending when a guy's playing as well as he is. Uh, but this is where the numbers really matter. This is, this is why you don't give Jack Campbell five times five, because so much of it was the environment in front of him. Um, and I think if you're the Kings, you're asking that same question right now. Like, hey, if we get into the playoffs, can we continue to give Cam Talbot what has been basically the best defensive environment, the highest expected save percentage of any starter in the National Hockey League? Or are we going to, if teams find a way to, like the Oilers did in the playoffs last year on the power play, if they find a way to open up and create space, do we need another level of goaltending to sort of be able to handle that? So um, I'm curious to see which way they go with that question. In the meantime, like, he's been, he's been fine. He's been good. It's just the raw numbers can make you think he's been great, and you just don't need that in L.A. Kevin, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you all you've done for us uh, this last year, uh, sticking with us with a jump over to 1440. Have a happy new year, and we'll talk to you, I, I hope, next week. I think we should be okay if you can make some time for us. Absolutely. Love to, Connor. I'm, uh, I'm at the Winter Classic on the first anyway, so being a day off uh, for you guys works for me. Um, we'll, we'll connect later in the week. Have a great new year, and thanks for, uh, for everything over, to, over 2023.